0: is the influence of the media impacting your family are you tired of your kids being bullied by the culture come and join us in lively discussion join the godfidence group our hosts are real women seeking answers to real issues that are true and relevant to god's word while they may not have all the answers they know the one that does
1: so are you ready for some real talk join us Greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host Maggie Cavanaugh and today I have with me Jessica Lindsay, April D. Metzler, and Vanetta Carter. And we've been talking about um, being offended and the damaging roadblocks that can happen in our lives as a result of allowing those little things in. And we say it's little, but really it's big. You know, there's those little teeny tiny racks that are annoying, but offenses are like big boulders and they stop us from moving forward. And the only resolution for any type of offense is forgiveness forgiveness is so powerful. Forgiveness is what Christianity is hinged on. I mean, Jesus went to the cross to forgive us. So today we're going to talk about a few different people in the Bible that had forgiveness and how healing came as a result of that. You know, I love the scripture that says that confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And I know that when I'm wrong and I'm offended or I'm angry or hurt or whatever it is, when I talk to one of my sisters in Christ and I say, man, I was going through this and I did this and I said that and I shouldn't have, you know, first I'm going to God and I'm repenting and then I'm I'm sharing. What I've done because I'm accountable. But when it comes to forgiveness, a lot of times this is something that people struggle with. And even the American Association of uh, Medical Science will tell you that like 80% of all diseases are linked to unforgiveness. So if the world knows that unforgiveness is toxic, then how much more should us as Bible believing Christ following believers be able to understand the power of forgiveness to receive it And to extend it so we're going to talk a little bit about that we're going to kick it off jessica i'm gonna have you read your scripture today because everybody's got a scripture today i love it whenever we're reading scripture because the word is alive okay so i'm reading uh, mark 11 24
2: through 26. Um, it says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you will receive them and you will have them and whenever you stand praying And uh, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your
1: trespasses. That's a strong word. That's definitely a strong word. So um, give me a little bit of feedback on your thoughts on that, Jessica. When you read that, what stirs up in you? Uh, Well, you know, I I know that that my... um,
2: my uh, journey through offense uh, that I told you guys about several weeks ago um, it ha- it happened within you know a, a church body and and one of the things that as I was reading I actually read that uh, Beta Satan John Bevere and I went through a whole study on oh, it yeah. uh, one of the things that he says is um, you know when you can't forgive it's uh, it's it's uh, because you've Forgotten what the Lord has already done for you uh, Mm -hmm. When he sent Jesus and so that kind of it can kind of go You know because because it is so important, you know, I I know we all walk around as Christians You know saying well, you know, Jesus, you know has saved me Jesus, you know forgave my sins Jesus forgave my sins, but do we really believe that in terms of when it's time to forgive somebody else and so and a lot Mm -hmm. of times we do forget that that person that has done wrong to us that we're offended with, is also a child of God, you know. Whether they've accepted it for themselves or not, you know, they were still created by God. So,
1: man, when I read that scripture and I hear it, it's always that ouch hallelujah. You know, it's kind of like that, mm, man, because we yeah. have forgotten. We have forgotten. What's your thoughts on that scripture, April? I mean, you know, obviously we know that you know. Christ has forgiven us when we go to ask for forgiveness, but, and we can get a hold of that, but whenever we're dealing with people, you know, they're not Jesus (laughs) and they're not as loving and as kind, but yet we have to reciprocate that the same way that Christ does with us. So what are your thoughts on that scripture?
0: I think the closer that we are to the situation, the more difficult and challenging it is to actually put that into practice. I know that if uh, we let our emotions go a little bit, you know, extreme or escalated, if you will, um, either way, even if they're just slightly escalated, um, we we get into tricky territory of sinning against other people very quickly if we're not careful. You know, our tongue has a tendency to uh, burn down entire forests. Scripture says so. Uh, if we, don't, of course, lean into God to help us tame that thing. So, um, best defense: don't say anything. Don't be there in that situation. But if you are. Um, Definitely lean into God's understanding and not your own in interpreting what others mean, what's being said and what's going on in that situation. And I definitely highly encourage you, if you are going to try to put that scripture into practice, to take a step back, count to 10. In Spanish or a different language, if you have to, um, to get more complicated, and and then then um, think about how God would respond to that person. Like you know, Jess said, uh, they're also your brother and sister. And, uh, we, we've got to remind ourselves of that. And, and that applies also to our family, you know, dynamics and stuff like our dealing with our spouses, dealing with our children, because they're the closest that we have in our household. And so just remembering that, is that how ask yourself, is that how you talk to a king of, you know, you know, uh, or I don't know, um, a brother, um, in Christ, like, would you talk to that person? If you were ministering with them together, you know, on the same mm-hmm. battlefields, you know, there's just certain things that I ask myself. Those are just examples because, you know, my husband's, you know, he's a king. I'm a queen. You know, we got this whole thing going where where we're a son of, of God and a daughter of God, you know, side by side. So, you know, he's God's son, too what would my father think of how I responded or what I just said or et cetera, et cetera. And the same thing goes with my daughter. So I just encourage you to think very carefully before you speak. If you're going to try to put that particular scripture in practice and extend the same amount of grace that was extended to you. And I know it's hard, but you have to make that conscious effort to do so. So those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's super important because, you know, I love what Jessica said. They are created, you know, they're the God created them and they're a child of God, whether they receive it or not, created in his image. And I once heard Graham Cook say something when someone was talking bad about the church, you know, Jesus died for the church. He died for, you know, us and uh, he's coming back for uh, church. And he said, when you're talking bad about the church, it's like telling Jesus that his bride is ugly. And I was like, ouch, wow. Because when we think about the way we treat people and, you know, forgiving people, I mean, we have to remember how much he has forgiven us. And yet we want to hold on to some garbage or some offense because, you know, of whatever. I'll tell you what, nothing was worse than what our sin did that led him to the cross. I'm just saying. So that's good stuff. That's good stuff. What is your thoughts about that scripture?
3: I love, I love that because you know what, even in addition to add with what April, as well as Jessica said, you know, it's very important that we see each and every person as a person that God loves first and foremost. I remember, you know, when we uh, passed it in Nashville, one of the first ladies gatherings that we had, I just stood up there and I told the ladies, I just want to apologize to all of you. And, And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, You know, I just want to apologize because, you know, one day I may offend you, you know, because it's so important that we let people know that, first of all, we're human, you know, second of all, you know, being able to um, just examine every evening or even every night when you put your kids to bed and you sit in your living room and you have a cup of coffee, it's like, God, how did I do today? you know, Mm -hmm. what, what part of the day could I have responded differently? Because every day is a new day, new grace, our mercies are new every day. So it's like, I need to be examining myself, not just only having a person to hold me accountable, but to hold myself accountable as well too. Mm -hmm. It's important to just have that self-examination. I remember my pastor in the church where I got saved, she said, you know, some of you couples, the way that you talk to each other, would you be speaking to your spouse like that if your pastor was sitting in your living room? And I'm thinking back at that now and I'm thinking, yeah, not only is your pastor there, but the Lord is there. Yes. You know, so it's so important that we hold ourselves accountable and we carry and we conduct ourselves in a way that glorifies God because we are representing him.
1: We are. Mm, we are. And, you know, we forget that he is all knowing, all seeing. He's right there. He sees the way that we treat others and he sees our level of uh, unforgiveness. And that's not, you know, I tell you, what really grabbed me, you know, when it comes to like the Lord's uh, prayer is, You know, I, when I was a kid, we went to Catholic church, everything we recited it. And it's very common uh, in some denominational churches to recite it every single service. So everyone has it memorized, but the Lord showed me whenever I was reading it, I I was like a a little over a year ago and it said, and forgive those as Mm -hmm. we, or, you know, forgive those who trespass against you as we forgive those, you know, who trespass. And I'm thinking, do I, or, you know, Lord, do I want you to forgive me? Like I forgive others. That was like, wow, I had this revelation. I was like, I don't know if I want your full forgiveness. I don't want your, you know, little bit of, okay, I choose to forgive you, but, you know. No, I really want full forgiveness Mm. from him and from those that I hurt, because you're right. And I love the fact that you repented in advance to these ladies. I bet that brought a lot of healing to them because they put a first lady up on a high pedestal and they have unrealistic expectations. And then when we let people down, not even intentionally, and we talked about that in some of the previous episodes about offense, about many times the majority of the offenses are not even legit. You know, there's those different types of offenders. There's the the ones where we think that we should be offended and the ones where we truly are. So the ones where we think that we are is just vain imaginations uh, with the enemy twisting things to try to get us over into being offended. So this forgiveness thing is huge. It's huge. So, okay, April, you've got a scripture for us as well. Go ahead and lay it out there.
0: Yes, it's uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and then we're going to read verse 31 through 32, and it says in the NLT translation, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Wow. Wow.
1: Amen. There it goes in Christ. You know, we can't do this without Jesus. What was it you said earlier, April? It was uh, about it being an uncommon response or what what was it you said? You said something really powerful when we were in the green room.
0: Uh, I was saying how forgiveness doesn't make sense. It just, it doesn't make any natural sense whatsoever, the whole process. And there's a lot of wrestling that goes along with it. And so it's, it's really geared to just my own personal experience. It just, it doesn't make sense. And it takes you going through Christ's definition of things to actually understand what it is, why you're doing it what it's for, what the purpose is, why you accept it, why you give it, the whole shebang. But it it takes like the retraining the brain thing. It's a whole new learning process. So it ain't easy.
1: it's It's not. and and the world will tell you, don't do it, you know, and that's that's why we see so many people walking around that are bitter and angry. And, you know, there's a saying that we've said it before in one of the episodes that you know, unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die because it frees us up. It liberates us, and God knows that. He knows that we can't carry that weight. So it's such a beautiful thing to see that in action. So, okay, Veneta, let's hear your scripture, girlfriend.
3: So I'm going to be reading Luke chapter six, and I'm going to be reading 27 and 28. And it says, but I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. Mm. Wow. How's that make you feel when you read that? It's definitely not an easy thing to do. But I believe if you desire to do that, God will give you the grace and he will give you everything that you need so that you are able to do it, not to say, look at me, but so that he would be glorified, you know? Because again, we have the opportunity to represent the Lord. So we're representing the gospel to these people who have wronged us. We are representing the gospel and showing them the transforming power of God, you you know, by us saying, you know what? I am gonna forgive you. Like even sometimes you hear people say, oh, I'm gonna forgive, but I'm not gonna forget. Sometimes the Lord does call us to walk in a higher level of forgiveness. And sometimes, you know, the Lord, he will allow you to forgive. And, you know, sometimes the relationship may just even be restored in a different way where you could be cordial with the person, where you could see them and say hello, where you could see them and that thing is no longer there, you know. So I think it's important that we even ask the Lord to redefine what that relationship is going to even look like. So it's a lot Mm -hmm. of things because sometimes... Uh, some relationships get severed because it becomes unhealthy. So the Lord sometimes even allows it to be separated because there's some things in you that He's trying to grow in you, and sometimes some things in that person. Sometimes you know s- some people fill your your battery, and some people drain your battery. So you got to be able to know who is who in your life you know, is it an iron sharpening iron? Is it that this person became a God in your life? And now, you know, different things is happening in order to bring a healthy, wholesome relationship. So, you know, I think it's important to definitely put some holy habits in place.
1: Yes. (laughs) Wow. That was a sermon right there, y'all. I hope you caught it. I hope you caught it because I'm going to go back and listen to it again. That was good. That was good. All of your comments have been so incredibly good. So Jessica, is it pretty important, like what she's talking about, to set boundaries in relationships after you've been hurt by someone? And we're talking about you know the different there's you know we're we're obviously saying like betrayal is a lot different than mm-hmm. you know, missing a lunch day, you know, yeah. I mean there's mm-hmm. those little misunderstandings, those miscommunications. and then there are those deep wounds where people really, you know, have screwed us over. You know so what are your thoughts on the scripture that she just read about loving those unloving people <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh absolutely i just i want to first point out that the lord has called us to to live in peace with all with everyone um without and without which he won't be glorified so going back to what venena was saying but yes. i think the boundary part absolutely and i've learned um creating boundaries that it that you that uh, there is actually a level of where your heart is low is um, where your heart is in that because you also you want to create boundaries for that other person that says i love you and i'm protecting the two of us in our relationship and i'm honoring our relationship Mm -hmm. not i'm trying to punish you for what you've done Um, That's good. I think so many times we get we get it kind of um, confused that like the boundary has to be a wall that's put up, right? Um, When, you know, because from the natural lens, that's, you know, that's what you picture in your mind. But it's actually just saying, look, I respect and I honor our relationship. uh, And you may not have honored me in that um but i but i but so i am going to you know set some boundaries here uh that helps you be able to respect one another in that aspect so yeah
1: that's really good thank you for sharing that because it is important it's very important so april thoughts on that scripture
0: yeah i uh as far as what the ladies have said and shared on here, I'd have to say that that it's just a resounding truth. You know, it, it's difficult and it's worth it is is what I can sum that in, in like two, three, you know, phrases there. But I really just don't, it's that bitterness that we can get caught up on. It's that, that fake forgiveness that we've got to watch Mom. out for. And the more and more they're talking, you know, that's what came up. And so, you know, how do you, Release that. How do you forgive? You know, how do you heal from things like that? Because it's if we're not careful, we can compound those bitternesses, if that makes sense. Like you you have someone that missed a lunch date and then another friend sat there and stood you up, you know, on some kind of event you guys are going to. And then another friend said that they would do something and then they flaked on their commitment. And before you know it, all of these, you've got three instead of one, if you would have just released them as they came in, but what do you do when they're compounded is, is the thoughts that, that I have, you know, there's someone out there that might need that. So, you know, Maggie, I guess I'll switch it back to you. Like, how do you, how do you release the, the bitterness, the anger, the frustration? So you can open yourself up to forgiveness and healing in those situations because it's difficult and you have so much to say about it with your counseling and everything you do. So,
1: Well, I'll tell you, it is a very, it's vital. It's absolutely vital. And you're right. It does become compounded. And I use the gross illustration of a colon. If you don't go poop, you're going to be full of crap. I'm just saying. And if you don't deal with your bitterness, you're going to be, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. It's true. Uh, if you do not deal with bitterness, it, it is it is sneaky, man. It comes in and it, it builds and builds and builds. And then you're all of a sudden, you're lashing out at someone with anger and malice and all the things things that re, uh, April referred to in the scripture a while ago. So the best way to deal with that is to be quick to forgive. The Bible says be quick to forgive. And we forget that. So uh, use the analogy anytime you're hurt, anytime you're upset. I always tell clients to use the analogy of a drive through at McDonald's. And you guys, I think you've, you guys have heard me say it before. You get to the window, you know, you're ticked off, maybe so. you got a phone call or a text and it's ugly and someone's made you mad. By the time you get up there from that, putting, you know, paying for your order and picking up your food, you need to be able to process that. And you know how that happens? By practice. Practicing forgiveness, practicing grace, practicing letting go. Because let's face it, we hold on to a lot of things that is so unhealthy for us. And we want to take in, you know, uh, it's like I was talking about the little rock and the the pebble and then the big boulder. And those itty bitty rocks can be just a tiny little thing. But if we don't let go of it and we're walking around with it in our shoe, it's going to annoy us. And we're going to find ourselves being on edge and it's going to come out in unhealthy ways. So if we do not release bitterness to the Lord and say, you know, Lord, that hurt. And that made me angry and that made me feel whatever it was I'm feeling. I think the practical things is to say, who are they? What did they do? How did it make me feel? But better yet, extend empathy. Why do they do that? I mean, some people unintentionally do that. Maybe it's a trend in their life, maybe it's an addiction, a generational iniquity, or something you can see real, real easy, like, oh, I know they missed the lunch day because they were drunk again, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But but or Or it literally can be something they're not aware of. And so, you know, I have a situation right now where there's, you know, someone in in my life where they're, you know, they have not been responsible. And so now I'm going to have to have that difficult conversation about what does it look like to be responsible? You know, I mean, and and I'm, but am I offended? No, but did it irritate me? Yes. But I want to extend grace because I listen, we reap what we sow. I need lots of grace. I need to reap a lot of grace. <laughs> so I sow a lot of grace. And so really, we we have to come back to the heart of the matter, which is Christ and him crucified. You know, he hung on that cross, beaten, bruised, and bleeding out for our iniquities, our sins, you know. And, and for him to even look at, at down, and he wasn't even just talking to the guards. He was talking to all of humanity, you know, future, past, present. People on, you know, of all of the earth of creation and say, forgive them. They know not what they do because he knew that we can be deceived. We can be selfish. We can find ourselves in all kinds of areas. So I believe that the freer that we get, the more easier it is for us to extend something. We can't give something away that we don't have. And if we have not worked through the forgiveness process in our life by going to the Lord in repentance and and, and seeking forgiveness and, and receiving forgiveness, a lot of times people will seek it, but they won't receive it because they don't feel like that they're forgivable. So I know that was a whole lot in a short amount of time. So I just want to ask you guys about that while we're on this topic, you know, What do you do when someone refused to be forgiven? I mean, obviously we forgive all the time, but I think a lot of times based on my experience with women over the years and, and people, they have a hard time forgiving themselves. So Jessica, is it easier to forgive someone else than it is to forgive yourself? Oh, absolutely. I think I'm, I am my toughest critic. Um,
2: And, and, you know, sometimes I don't want to admit that, but I really am. Um, sure. and, and so I, I do have to be, you know, I think Vanetta says it a lot. Um, you know, if you're going to beat yourself up, beat yourself up with a feather because, um, <laughs> you know, the Lord, I, I've heard it, um, you know, said when Jesus, um, you know, went to the cross, even before that, he knew exactly what he was, going, you know, to do and and how the outcome was going to ha- I mean, he knew he was going to go, you know, that he was going to be killed. He knew he, he knew everything about that, and yet he still chose to. And he, in fact, sat before the Lord and said, if there's any other way, let it be so. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he still chose us. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we in turn should choose ourselves and choose others. Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. That's really good. Well, now we're getting close on time. So while I'm on the topic here with you, Jessica, any final words in regards to forgiveness? Because I'm gonna hit the other two up with that as well. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go ahead and let them. Okay. Take All right. The, April. Yeah. April. Final thoughts on the power of forgiveness and why we need to do it.
0: Mm, uh, power. Uh, it is phenomenal and life changing. Why? Because we just need to. And it's a way to honor God. It's it's obedience. It's submission. Yes. It's um, the love uh, that we've received. It's literally an example of that to the world. It's um, being a, when it says to be a uh, an epistle of Christ, it, it means like you're able to be a letter to the world that says, Hey, this is love. And here's an example of it. So I think that the, the value is really just making the world a better place. And that's the why behind it. Like, do you desire to change the world? Because you can with one simple act of forgiveness. Jesus did.
3: We can too. So.
1: Amen. That's good. Panetta, final thoughts on forgiveness?
3: I would say my final thoughts is that I encourage you to forgive yourself and um, really just allow the Lord to heal you in those deep places. And the reason why you should do it is not only because the Bible tells us to, but because the Bible also says who the son set free is free indeed. And if you're not forgiving people, you're going to be bound. You're going to be limited And we serve a limitless God. So I encourage you to ask the Lord to just uh, give you the grace and to give you the capacity that you need so that you're able to forgive so that you can be healed and made whole.
1: Mm, Amen. Amen. So good. We want to thank you all. And we want you to ponder this. We want you to think about this. Is there someone in your life that you need to forgive? Is there something that you're holding on to and God's saying, just release it? Listen, there is more evidence, uh, both secular and biblical, to how free you can become as a result of casting your cares on the Lord. There's nothing that you could go through that is worse than what Jesus went through for us. And who are we to hold back something that is so precious? the freedom and liberty to someone to walk away. And forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation. And you'll hear that you've probably, if you watched the previous episode, you heard that in my teaching. But I wanna encourage you all, walk in forgiveness, walk in love, be at peace. And we will see you here next time on Confident Today, where we don't have all the answers, but we know the one who does. God bless you guys. See you next time.